Dude, I love that one. It's BM squared. And uh, we got kind of a little special thing going on. Uh, we're starting a new series for anyone who's actually been listening to this. Within a, a series that we're doing, um, we're still doing the music isn't, one. Isn't, but this a series, isn't this a series about a series and it has a series in it that is on a series, but it's not too serious? And it's a series, <laughs> a series of dramas. Um, so this one is called the obviously, if you can't tell by the iconic song that I think everyone knows, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Uh, so we're going back to video games, of course. Um, the good, basically, the games that saved series a, a game series for you, the games that destroyed a game series for you, and the games that are clones. Really bad clones, really ugly clones of game, famous games or game series. So, and we are actually going to start with the bad because I don't want the good, you know, um, revealing the bad when you're like, oh, this series was so bad because of this game, but it came out with this, which will change it because that, that kind of ruins the fun in it. Um, the it's pretty simple, basically the the um, game cannot be the first game in the series because there's you're not gonna be like oh dude sonic the hedgehog one sucked which it did um so therefore i didn't want to play any other sonic the hedgehogs you got to be like oh i love you know sonic the hedgehog one and then sonic hedgehog 2 came out and totally sucked um because that's going to make more sense um so it, it kind of has to de destroy the series for you um and i mean that's pretty pretty much it right there um and the the the, the uh, more popular the game is the more controversial it becomes to mention it the better i think it's going to be are we going to do an either or no there's no this or that when we do this a series like this oh there's, there's no this no or that because i i know with Derek's list well, he I, got did a, I did have one in mind oh you do yeah so they got these subscription services now so would you rather pay like 10 bucks a month to have access to hundreds of games or would you just con or would you rather actually own every game that you buy or every game that you play? Own it. I think in my in my case it's easy to say that own it because obviously I'd still play them 20 years down. Subscriptions probably not going to exist in 20 years. Plus, I like the fact that I actually have the game rather than I have the ability to play the game through some service. And also, let me add one more thing to that. Usually, things like that are, are server-based for, like, saves and characters and stuff. And once the servers are gone, so is all your work. But I mostly just play games just to beat them. So for me, I don't mind, like, doing a subscription. Mm. I don't want to stream it. Streaming sucks for gaming, but if I could have it where I could download it, and then if, once the license runs out, it just the download doesn't work anymore or whatever, that's fine. Yeah, Barrett, <clears throat> exactly. 
Yeah, so yeah, actually, I think it's a real Nicky one. one. And, uh, and I am definitely in the same camp with Ben on this one. Uh, I'm all for it. In fact, I have the Microsoft one that's super amazing, the Game Pass. The like Game Pass is a month. And Game Pass, you can do either or. You could either stream or you can have it where you can download like games even to your PC, which is what I'm using it for now. And like I'm able yeah. to pick up and still play Forza Horizon 4, which is one of my favorite games to just kill time on. And it's yeah, like, same here. Yeah. That's what I have. In fact, I'm playing a game with it right now. Yep. And then they have all the Yakuza's, which I eventually will get into. It's just the fact that they're all subtitled. And I'm like, ah. Oh. Fuck, really? <laughs> I gotta pay attention to the story thing where it's like usually like when the story's playing like a, a cutscene, like I'll go on the computer at the same time or something. Now I gotta look at the TV and actually pay attention. To yeah. it. <laughs> Wait, uh, they, they lost me at paying attention. Oh, hold on. Sorry. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, um, I can see the. Uh... The allure of of, a, of an all-you-can-eat buffet, especially if you have a lot of time, but uh, it's a whole other world, you know. Then, you know, all the stuff you had is now gone. I'm sure. I'm more I'm more in this in the keep it camp, but mm. I do see the value of the temporary, you know, short-term gain of of a streaming. But I see. I, I see how nowadays, like people would be more inclined to just stream that because I think there's just so much. The the, the game industry is so saturated with stuff now. I guess mean, it was back then, but now it's just saturated with stuff, and stuff is like really long. So it's like just stream for cheaper and, and play it, and then move on to something else. Um, I, I do want to mention right now that we had that episode where we we're talking about the systems, the games that made you buy the systems. And both Matt and I had the same game for PlayStation that made us buy the system. I am sitting about eight feet away from the actual physical copy of that game right now. And that one, I don't know if that's even on one of the, the subscription services. Like, I know PlayStation has one where it's streaming only. And like, I'll just tell you, the streaming ones, I have really fast internet. The streaming ones suck. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Fast your internet. It sucks. Get yourself, like, any of these subscription services, if they don't include you, the ability to download and install the game. Yes, absolutely. It's not worth maybe it. someday, maybe someday, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this, it, streaming would be if you're playing a card game or, yeah, like, if you're playing something where, like, you know, quick reflexes aren't needed. So, yeah, basically anything that's, like, a board game or a card game. <laughs> or any, you know, rolling dice. <laughs> There's actually games where, where reflexes are actually important when it comes to, like, board games and card games. So, so just well, like... board games and card games where you need... I'm not saying, like, what's the one where you got to slap the cards in the first person and slap so, the cards, yeah. get the pile or something? I'm not talking, like, something like that. But, like, you know, like, if you're going to play poker or blackjack or, or, or solitaire, you don't need... Fast reflexes to level any of those. Uh, some puzzle games, um, obviously not like a Tetris or a Dr. Mario, but some puzzle games you could are also playable that way, probably too. And then like a Final Fantasy where you take turns. Mm -hmm. 
But not like the ones where you don't take turns. Those ones, like, you'd get your ass kicked because of a glitch in the internet, you know? Well, anyways, we're on to the good, right. the bad. The good, the bad yeah. So today we're going to start with the bad. Um, and I do want to do a little plug here really quick. Um, if you haven't listened to a few episodes back, my uh, Final Fantasy rant and rave, um, I'd recommend listening to it if you're curious. And I want to give a shout out on the bad list to Final Fantasy 2, 6, 8, 10, 2, and 12 for sucking so bad, especially Final Fantasy 12 to destroy the series. But you can hear all about that on that episode. Um, now, I am going to jump in with the game that actually started this whole idea for this list. I want, first of all, I want to apologize that uh, even though that uh, the title might look like it was going to be our final episode, it was not. It was Mike talking about Final Fantasy. So sorry for all the people who got excited. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I want to, and I want to mention that if anyone knows this game while I'm talking about it, please do not announce it. Let the surprise be just that much more enjoyable and suspenseful. Mario uh, Two. Exactly. So this game, um, this game spawned this whole idea for the list, and basically, the it's a it's a second of the series. Um, the first one is actually on my probably my top ten best video games of all time list. And um, when this one came out, I was a little hesitant on it. Um, because I knew there were a whole bunch of changes. And after seeing it played, I said, eh, I might as well jump into it. When I started it, let me tell you something. The intro to this game is just mind-blowing. It is awesome. I've probably seen this intro 60-plus times. Um, and then the game starts. And the first one was just amazing with everything that it did. It has... The first one has just a story that I, I will say has beaten, uh, has been better than any video game I've, uh, story I've, I've gone through. Any movie that I've seen has beaten every book that I've read because it's so complex, everything that's going on in it. The second one was just poop. It was absolute poop. I could sum it up in one sentence. And um, they took something that was kind of this dark feeling Zelda-esque type adventure type thing. And then you get into it as it's 3D search Tomb Raider, jump around, move blocks, go through the most boring fighting garbage that it just that dragged on. And I will say I've tried I played this, I started this game, like I said, I've seen the intro 60 times. I've beaten it once. And every other time I beat it try or try to play it, I'll watch the intro. I'll be solely stoked to play it. And then it starts, and then I'm just like, all right, I'm done. And I shut it off. Um, I literally I sold this on, on, on the system on PlayStation back to the store, got 20 bucks in credit. Then later found it on Dreamcast for $10 at the game store. So I'm like, oh, cool. I kind of sort of made $10 back that way. Bought it and thought, oh, you know, I'm going to give it a try. Put it in the Dreamcast, watch the intro, the game started, and then I turned it off. And I've never played on Dreamcast after that. Um, so Matt probably knows what game I'm talking about, don't you? 
Yeah, Harry Krishna. Exactly. The game that starts off the bad list, Legacy of Kane, Soul Reaver. Kane is deified. The clans tell tales, but few know the truth. He was mortal once, as were we all. But his contempt for humanity drove us to create me and my brethren. I am Raziel. See, I, I've seen this this beginning sixty plus times. See, I don't remember the beginning, but I remember enjoying playing the game. It was it like is complete dog crap compared to the first one. No, it's interesting. Never played the first. No, one. You've, you've, sorry, were you saying something? Oh, go ahead. Uh, well, you're talking about the first one. Made me think. Okay, well. Now that I've gotten past the whole I only like 3D stuff way back in the day 20 years ago, um, 23 years ago, who knows, um, uh, I probably would be able to check it out now, the first one, because mm -hmm. I can, you know, appreciate the 2D factor. Before I was really like, oh, I just love exploring 3D so much, you know, uh, that that I, I wouldn't, why would I bother with 2D, you know? I know you guys are probably like, oh, God, um, but um, but yeah, I just I just like oh yeah, I just love exploring three D worlds. But now I might be interested in checking out the first one if I ever have time. Ever have some time? But yeah, I mean, I could compare it to the, the if I told you the first one, I'd probably have to take about five minutes explaining just the intro of everything that happens and just the intro before the game even starts. This one is just he gets thrown in in fire because he evolved faster and. He wants revenge. That's the whole freaking story to Soul Reaver. That's what you spend all the time doing. It's not even a complete game. Yeah, it has its flaws big time in like combat, uh, general storyline. But the, just the the fun exploration and the cool design almost makes up for it for that it was worth you know playing for me. You know. I mean, I can understand if if you how you felt about the first one, how they kind of took a dump on it in a lot of ways, in almost every way that matters to you anyway. Mm -hmm. But they made it more accessible to me enough so that I would actually maybe check out the first game where I never would have before. Oh, yeah, I know. I, I know why they did the change, because that's kind of where the direction that video games were going. So it had to go that way. With the, with the hit, with with how big Tomb Raider got, that's the direction video games had to go. So I kind of understand why it went that direction. It just the overall package ends up being disappointing. Disappointing the fact that if I play through Legacy of Cain, I don't think I'm ever going to damn the world. I think I'm just going to heal it every time from now on, so that Cain dies and and Soul Reaver and that whole mine never happened. Okay. Anyone else? For uh, was it Soul Reaver? Oh, I, I have nothing to say. I never played it. Yeah, all I can say is like it was the first game I played on on Dreamcast. I enjoyed it, but I also like didn't play any previous games. I didn't know the story. I just was like, oh, this is kind of cool. I could jump around and do platforming in 3D, and it, it looked nice. <laughs> it was pretty. All right. So who's next? All right. So this one here, I've mentioned this one on this show a few times, so this might not be a surprise to people. Uh, and you know what? This is a game that actually got well-received. Um, and it probably is not a horrible game. I just kind of refuse to give it another chance. And that is 
Assassin's Creed Origins. 13th game in the series, they changed all the controls around, and because of that, I just couldn't get into it. Yeah, it, ruined, it, ruined the, it just ruined the series. Which is a shame, because it probably has a lot of cool stuff, and it probably, like I said, it probably is a good game, but for me, who, after playing all the other ones and playing this, you know, the, the controls were always pretty much the same. There might have been, like, you know, one button changed here or there, but to change everything around, it just, yeah. You know, I'm also, it's one of those games where they start getting, they start getting too much into the minutia of shit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was another thing. Like, like all of a sudden, you know, instead of like, okay, if you find these, again energy. Now you have to, like, do this and do this other thing and, you know, refine it or, you know, or, or some of these games where you gotta go get a fucking job. <laughs> <It's> like, what? <laughs> But yeah, so I don't know if you guys ever played the Assassin's Creed games, but I played you know, like the first and maybe a bit of the second, but yeah, that that was it. You know, uh, I recommend with people to start at the second one and don't even bother with the first one because the first one's like a prototype of what the second one ends up becoming. I'm jumping in right now. Okay, so I wanted to say something about when you're talking about the controls, and I haven't played it. I have not played any of the Assassin's Creed games, but I do have, there, there's something that you mentioned about the controls that I really despise in, in a lot of gaming these days is there was a, a period where you have the options menu where you can change your controls. Now it's become, you know, if you can change your controls, it's not that you can set the buttons where you want. It's like, do you want type one? Do you want type two? Do you want type A1? Do you want type before and it's like you look at him like all these layouts suck so i gotta choose the one that sucks the least why I can't run, i just pre- I press the button i want to be for everything exactly i run into this issue with um forza mm-hmm. now when you play grand theft auto if you hit the a button the a button's the handbrake mm-hmm. it's not in forza in forza the ga- all right so the gas is the same though so the gas is the trigger on both of them but on Forza, the right bumper is your handbrake. And I'm like, so I got to go and fold my hand in some unnatural position just for this game. So I'm looking through trying to find a way where I could just move the handbrake to the A button. That's all I want to do. Then uh-huh. <laughs> it's the same on both of these games that I play, usually back to back. And yeah, that's. I'm still thinking about buying the steering wheel. They got the Logitech steering wheels down at like 230 bucks on Amazon for the mm-hmm. old model. And I'm like, oh. You know, you can get a working car for $200. No, you, you can get a semi-working car. economy. <laughs> you can get a semi-working car. Yeah, you can one of those little Hot Wheels cars. Or the oh, yeah, Hot Wheel yeah. car, maybe. Yeah. I saw you can't somebody... even buy a working motorized bicycle right now for $200. The economy is awful when it comes to like cars and stuff. Car prices. Yeah, I know it's especially bad right now. But no, check this out. I saw this this uh, like meme picture thing going around on uh, this app that I would check out. Um, somebody took like the the guts of one of those you know steering wheel things, and they mm-hmm. took part of like the the dashboard of a car. And the actual gear shift and the brake pedals, and they put it in this wooden casing. It looks a little janky, but you know it could have been cleaned up a bit and been awesome. And uh, and it was working with the like big screen right in front of it. Yeah, doesn't think these things are um, 
these steering wheel setups they're expensive like the one i'm looking at is like the logitech one and they want it's normally 400 dollars, but they just came out with a new one so the old one's not 230 and i'm like like i said like i'm thinking about i want the arcade setup and then uh i can actually on top of it buy a metal frame to have it set up like an arcade thing and that's just you know an additional hundred and something dollars it's like oh my god okay so it's like money on top of money it's like a car <laughs> oh yeah, the uh, the ori- the price you said the original price for that, that's almost half of what I paid for my first car, and that lasted for a few years. And how old are you? Very very old. Here's a here's a here's a when <laughs> here's a guess on what kind of car it was. Instead of a CD player, it had something else, and it wasn't a cassette player. It was an A track player. Damn. Yeah, no, my first one, I didn't have a record, or I had a record player. I think. That would be amazing. Uh, it was, it was <laughs> 19, 1980 Ford Fairmont station wagon with a V8. Uh-huh. And, uh, it was a big old boat, and it was fun to drive. I loved it. It was, it was probably like birth control and everything, but but it was fun. And uh, I would hook up the the 8-track player with a cassette adapter, and then I put a cassette to CD adapter inside of that. Oh, dude, you, uh, who was showing that off? Um, you ever see Techmoan on YouTube? <clears throat> he was doing that whole setup because he got a hold of uh, um, some new old stock, which is basically just old old components that never got never got opened or used. And one of whom uh, was literally what you just said, an 8-track tape adapter. So he wanted to try it out with a CD player. <laughs> so he did the tape adapter to the eight track adapter and was able to do it and yeah so that, that's kind of cool that you did that too i'm like you should like met like if you followed him i would tell you to message him because he probably would be interested to know that somebody actually went ahead and did that um for a more than just an experiment to actually do it because you needed to all right so, so let's get back on a track here because i know Barrett's about ready to pop with one. Oh. Uh, well, let's see. What do I have here? Bring up my list. So, <clears throat> let's. Jeez. Oh, uh, I've talked about this one before, so I'm just going to blow through it really quickly. Metal Gear Solid 3. Uh, I thought, you know, Metal Gear on NES was pretty cool. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 1 PlayStation, still pretty cool. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 2, it was a great showcase of what the PlayStation 2 could do. And for the most part, pretty cool. You know, it started to get, go off the rails toward the end. And then, like, the ending was just insane. and made no sense whatsoever. Uh, but then 3, 3 was just, like, complete insanity. So, Another, what, Metal Gear Solid 15? I, I just never went back. Uh, yeah. I can kind of I can kind of relate and sort of beat you, Barrett, on this one because I played Metal Gear Solid three for uh, you know during the Cold War of eighteen forty two or whatever it was, um, and I got through that intro by skipping through it and then like got to where you start in the jungle and moved my guy a little bit and said I'm, I'm done with this series because Metal Gear Solid two kind of did it in for me. Um, but I, I wanted to try Metal Gear Solid 3, and yeah, I, I, I'm in the same boat you are. Yeah, so so that I both do that one, but uh, the one I really want to talk about is Fallout 4. So 
you know, Fallout 1 and 2, classic, uh, even like Tactics. Then you get Fallout 3, Bethesda bought up the intellectual property. And Fallout 3 was all right. It, it, was, it wasn't a great game, but it was okay. Like, people were worried about the jump to 3D, but it was fine. And then the crowning jewel comes out, which is New Vegas. And it was absolutely astounding. Trillion out of ten, scale-breakingly good game. And then Bethesda releases Fallout 4. And Fallout 4 is not a bad game. So I figure a lot of the ones that we're going to bring up in this episode are going to be bad games. And I thought this would be interesting to come out with one that's not a bad game, but I saw the writing on the wall. Even before Fallout 76 came out and was like a colossal fuck-up, I I saw it when I, with Fallout 4. I was like, oh, okay, okay. Bethesda is just phoning it in. It's just cash grab. They don't care at all. And so I just I stopped. Mm-hmm. Was four the one that was where it started online, or was that seventy six? That was no, like, that's seventy six. Okay. Four is the one where it's in, uh, well, kind of Ben's neck of the woods, you know, New England. Yeah, my neck of the woods. Yeah. I use that same term, and it's still when someone else uses it, it sounds so weird. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, it and somebody's just like, my neck of the woods. <laughs> but yeah, I use that word. <laughs> I, you know, I had actually had somebody went and I said when I said that to them they went and said so what exactly do you mean by my neck of the woods? And I'm like, kind of the area where you live. I don't know. Everybody just always knows what it means. Don't question me. <laughs> <laughs> I've never played any of the Fallout's. I've seen Fallout's like on. Um... Like compilation discs of, of PC games, and I, I I've been always curious about it, but they always when I see like it, usually I think it's like Fallout One, mm-hmm. uh, it just it looks like your standard PC game from the '90s or sometimes early 2000s, where it's just like a complex tactical point and click or or do whatever all over the screen type of... I don't even know how to describe these games, really. So, dude, dude, I am blown away that you never played a Fallout game. Mm-hmm. You absolutely... If there's anything you do from this point forward in your life, it should be to play Fallout 1 and 2. You can forget all the rest. <laughs> um, you should play New Vegas, but I know you don't really like 3D games that much, blah, blah, whatever, so... <laughs> you can do it. Although I have to blah, say, blah. New Vegas is the best, uh-huh. but it is 3D. So if you're turned off by the idea of a 3D game, uh-huh. then then don't then skip New Vegas. But you're missing out because it's in the so, running for greatest game ever. What exactly? What would be a game that's similar to Fallout? Just so I get an idea. There is nothing similar. Okay, that's interesting. And well, there is, there is, because the there's a whole big intellectual property lawsuit, battle, contracts, dispute, back and forth. And so the people that created the intellectual property mm-hmm. lost their own intellectual property, and then the company folded, and then they started a new company, and they basically made the same thing over again, but just called it something slightly different. And, and that's happened three or four times. 
So, so there are like parallel series that are basically the same. So what you're saying is the company had a big fallout. Yes. Oh, yes. All right, I'll, I'll check it out. I'll, I'll go and like first go and yeah. I don't, we could spend the whole episode talking about it. We'll just talk later sometime. Just call yeah. me sometime. We'll talk about Fallout. Definitely. All right. Anyone else have something to say about this one? Nope. All right. That brings Matt up. All right. So, um, in the PlayStation One days, there were the uh, Spyro games. There was a trilogy made by Insomniac. You know, they. You guys know who Insomniac is, right? Yeah. And um, I used to know an insomniac. Oh, the company. The company. Yeah. Yeah. Bob, you know, he's, you know, your friend, he made the game. Uh, okay. So Spyro games were, um, I mentioned this before, that they kind of pioneered the, uh, the, the t testing with people so that the, uh, <clears throat> the uh, challenge ramped up just perfectly. Um, and that's why Mark Cerny is now like the president of, of some big old thing in Sony because he developed the Cerny method when, when he's working with them. And, uh, and I love that because I suck at games, but I was able to do it just right. And it had just enough challenge to really challenge me. It was awesome. And but the games were fun. You can just blow right through them. You can find hidden stuff everywhere. All kinds of great stuff. And they got way, way, way better as they go get along. You know, like the first one's, hey, this is awesome. Second one, like, what? You can do all this stuff. That's hella awesome. This is even better. Third one, you're like, blows my mind. It's like, it's like, uh, like, well, for the time, I'll admit, you know, it's a bit dated. And uh, I've gone back to play it, and, and it's not quite the same, but uh, it's still fun. Really, really fun. Really, really well made games. And uh, and then uh, the next game comes out and it's called Spyro. After the three that Insomniac makes, it's called Spyro: Enter the Dragonfly uh, on GameCube, which is no longer you know is no longer owned by Sony. They sold it to Universal. And I love Spyro. Like it was my absolute all-time favorite game, all-time favorite series. Like each one was became my new favorite. And then this came out and I was like, oh god, I can't even stand watching it. I just can't play it. It's just. It's just they didn't even try. Ooh. Yeah. It was cash grab, basically. Like the worst Wii shovelware kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or chicken shoot. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was one of the bad things. Like all these games that, like, especially in the Wii. That were just the same thing over and over and over and over again, <laughs> using the same engine. There's actually a, a, a guy Rares on, um, on on YouTube. Like he looked at like a bunch of these games, and they literally like were like like I'm not even joking. The same game they changed what the they changed what the sprites look like, but it's the same game. Even the level design, same game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Trying to market to somebody else or just make it yeah. like, oh, hey, you like that game? You'll like this game. Yeah. I really like it. They're like, oh, yeah, we'll just, you know, in, in this market, we'll put it with this character. In this market, it's with this character. And then all of a sudden, yes. they maybe get like a cheap movie, you know, tie-in and re-release it. Yep. Yep. All right. So I got one here. I'm hoping, I'm expecting... I'll probably make a fire at least one of you off with this one, um, but it it definitely deserves this list to me. Um, 
back when Resident Evil 3 was announced, I wasn't a Resident Evil player. Um, I had seen it, but I was like, ah, I don't really think I like the style. But I ran out and I bought Resident Evil, and I absolutely f- fell in love with that game. That's another game that's I'd probably say is in my top 20 games of all time. Um, re- then I, right after that, I ran out and bought Resident Evil 2. I enjoyed that. Got Resident Evil 3. Um, I didn't like Resident Evil 3 all that much, but I pre- kept going on. Code Veronica kind of saw it's, it's, it's being the same thing. Then came the crap of all crap. Resident Evil 4. That changed the way that Resident Evil played. And it sounded like it'd be good. Let's change it up. No, this is such garbage. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, they changed way too much. Like, the game changed genres. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just, yeah, it's not, doesn't really feel Resident Evil-ish. Because I, I, I really like the tank controls. I'm probably the only person in the world that loves the tank controls. And, and has no problem ever with the tank controls. Me uh, neither. I, I looked at it as, like, they changed... Okay, I mean, the idea that I thought that they should have went with is the way that they were going with Code Veronica, where the backgrounds were no longer static pictures and yeah. they were actually moving movable sprites. I'm yeah. like, that's cool, you know, and th- they should have stayed like that, okay, or maybe have it where the camera maybe moved a little bit or something. Stuff like, you know, small little stuff. Not change the whole thing into a third-person uh, game. No, you might have you ever played the Resident Evil Revelations? They kind of go back to an older style a little bit. Those were okay. Have, this, I mean, this literally destroyed the series for me completely. I, I, I haven't really touched any Resident Evils after this. To, you get a chance, if you get a chance, play Revelations and just let me know what you think of it. I haven't played it in a while, but I actually thought it was more reminiscent to me of the original style of Resident Evil than uh, what the series has become. Yeah. I forgot to mention, yeah, I also did Resident Evil, the remake, and Resident Evil Zero, which I think those came out before 4. I'm 99% sure those came out before 4, but 4 was yeah, so. basically the, the nail in the coffin just killing itself. It's, it's unlike the, the, the creatures in the game, this was not coming back. Mm. So, I wonder what Barrett thinks well, here's about the thing. Oh, well, so I like that, you, that we're being clear here, that we qualify, this is for us. Mm. And I get it, and I know, we've talked about this before, right? Like, you yeah. brought the specific game up before, right? And I get oh. it, like, for you. But I'm very firmly in the camp of Resident Evil 4 is the definitive Resident Evil to me. Even though I played all the other ones and I had a soft spot for two, because when I was younger, that was the one that I liked the best. Mm-hmm. But 4 was phenomenal. It was it fixed a whole bunch of issues with the games. And and I'm not going to litigate it all. You know, we've said it before when we were talking about the crappy remake they did of two. Yeah. And how my main one of the things I hate with that was just that they it was an opportunity to fix a lot of the limitations of the original game. And instead, they just recreated the original game with very slightly improved graphics. And four was was basically what I was wanting, where it's like, okay, well. If we have new technology, they can do this better and they can do other things and game design is improved over the years. And 
So now let's make a game that's like truly great. And and and, and, and Barrett, they're perfectly fine to do that. But I would not have made it part of the regular like the overall series. I would have kept it as like maybe like that. That should have been Resident Evil Revelations or something. Like make yeah, it I was actually going to say series. the exact same thing. I was going to say the exact same thing. It should be a special offshoot series, probably not involving like the same storyline or whatever. I guess that's, you know, uh, whether that's actually a really continuing storyline, really, that's uh, maybe not included. But uh, but yes, they should have totally made it as a side, you know, uh, st- side story or whatever um, and called it something different like that because it's for other people like me that that liked it way, way, way more than the other games. And uh, I think it really changes your your fan base. That that number four really really flip the fan base. I, and let and let's flip your argument for a second, Mike. What if you were somebody who liked Resident Evil Four and you liked Resident Evil Five for some reason and you liked Six for some reason, and you wanted to play more of that, so you decided to go backwards, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you pick up Resident Evil Two and it's a completely different game. Yeah. I know, just like just like Legacy Game Soul Reaver. It's like why would it's like you know, because there might be some people who feel the opposite where Resident Evil four, five, and six, they like those, but they don't like one, two, and three. And it's like because they're two different styles, it's two different genres. It's you, the evolution of gaming. It's 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 how the games have to change to keep them keep them um modern for the new market. But then they well, go no, no. and they revisit the old style again. And now call it a sub series, and it's like, well, you could have just kept the main yeah. series in the old style and started a sub series that's the new style of gameplay. Oh yeah, I know, I, I understand. And, and Final Fantasy kind of does that with like they got Crystal Chronicles or even Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core. It's mm. an offshoot of the main series, um, and it changes the style. So I, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. And like and they, and they did it something like that when they did Final Fantasy Tactics, and it was like, okay, this is yeah. Final Fantasy, but this is a game that's presented in a different way than we normally present it. Ooh, exactly. Ooh, <laughs> we actually so, stumbled. You stumbled in my next thing that I was going to talk about. Oh, well, go ahead. before we'll get to that in a second. So I want to say one more thing about Resident Evil, and I don't know if I'm the only person that sees this, but um, I, I will mention I know that when this came out, it was. George W. Bush was the president. When I look at the it, it, the way that they do the, the the name, it has a four before Resident Evil. It looks like a backwards P. So whenever I look at it, it looks like it literally says President Evil. I don't know if that was something that was meant to be or not, but it's just funny that it actually does. If you like, just look at how it's written, and that's what it looks like. That's funny. I wouldn't put it past some of their designers somewhere in there. And yeah. it was part of my presidentship. Yeah. And not a dictatorship. I believe the evil's been resident five. So my next one I want to talk about is uh, Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah. And I picked God, this one I, as, a, as another one. I was, I was trying to go against the grain here. You know, but still have it relate to the topic. So Final Fantasy Tactics is also, I don't, in my opinion, at least, not a bad game. In fact, it's probably my top three favorite of all time games. Mm. It ruined Final Fantasy for me because they never made anything else even remotely as good. 
I played the classic ones, you know, just turn-based, blah, blah. I played, I played every single one of them. Even the modern ones on, like, even, gosh, 13 or whatever the hell, 14, whatever it was on PlayStation 3. 13, I played that XXX, one. XXX, XXX. Oh, it'd have been better if it was, like, a porno game. <laughs> oh, no, I was just saying, like, that's all you do, press X all the time. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, that. Press X oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, Final Funky Fantasy. And the thing is, like, when I was younger, I liked the turn-based ones, you know, like the A-bit and the, especially the Super Nintendo era, you know, I was into that. But then, man, once I played Tactics, I was like, I can't go back to the just kind of the relatively simple and the the grind. And, and granted, you grind in Tactics, too, but, like, the grind felt so much more rewarding in Tactics, you know, because you actually get people to learn new skills and the different, the job systems, they become different things. And you can actually compose your party completely differently and be like, oh, I want to try having all archers. Well, okay, train my guys up to be archers, get them to be really badass. And, you know, and then you could experiment and be like, oh, well, I guess all archers sucks. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I actually, um, to be honest with you, Burr, I do agree with you on one point you're saying, and, and that's a Final Fantasy taxes, Tactics is complete garbage. Um, I, I, um, I don't like that game. Um, but I don't like that style, to be exact. Um, I don't like the style of where it feels like it's 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 a board game where you're you're like I can move this many squares, um, and then input this attack, and then I go to the next character. I move this many squares, and that makes me want to play a board game, not a video game version of board game. And I, I've never been able to get into those tactics or those type of games. I, I understand the appeal. I understand the depth of it. I know it's like a super super deep super customizable more so than any final fantasy game ever but i just it, when it gets to that point i'm like why am i doing this why don't i just play a board game yeah well and for me and, and, and i get it and then once again i mean these are you know our own things that you know yeah. make or break for us for mm -hmm. me i loved it because that reason but also um it was the only final fantasy Except maybe a little bit eight, but eh, that's debatable. But probably the only Final Fantasy where they actually took it seriously. They tried to make like a legitimate drama, like deep story. Like it was Game of Thrones before Game of Thrones was even written. Yeah. And and I like that because all the other ones, you, you know, once I got to be a bit older, you know, like I started realizing like all the rest of the mainline Final Fantasies are just retarded. Like they make no sense. The, it's complete insanity, you know, it's all just your typical insane Japanese stuff. And the character designs are, you know, ridiculous and make no sense. And it's just, you know, everything's over the top. And I was just like, eh. I grew out of that. It's completely cliche also. Yes, yes. Like, it's, it's like I say, it's like, you know, the, the Princess Zelda Castle, the Mario fans, like, oh, that's my game. The, um, we have to we have to get these pieces to restore this power. The Zelda fans are like, oh, that's my game. The evils coming back from a thousand years before. Oh, that's the Castlevania fans. Oh, that's my game. The Final Fantasy fans are sitting there going, um, all three of those are my game. Every single one of them. So yeah, it's, it's they're all cliche. I mean, uh, first one I don't think is is out of the out of out of the, out of whack like the most of them because the first one was so simplified. There wasn't really much of a story. But because I think I just gave you the whole story right there, the first one. But then after that, yeah, they just get 
they're just out. It's, it's like they just tried to make it as weird as possible. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then especially even in the modern times, like the, the most recent few have just been super insane and just like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So then compared to that, I was like, you know what? I could keep going back to tactics. Like it's got a, it's got a really cool story. It takes mm-hmm. itself seriously. The characters aren't all anime, big titty, bimbo characters, you know. <laughs> or if they're not that that style where they got the big boobs, they get killed at the end of disc one and everyone yeah. tries. <laughs> but, but you did say you did want to have some sexy uh, freaky fantasy, furry Final Fantasy. I don't know. <laughs> well, no, no, just that. The crappy, crazy later ones would be better if they were actual pornos. Yeah, some super realistic girl with bunny ears or something. There you go. Oh man, yeah. Well, just like like a cosplay porno, like just make that like a like like Sega CD era like video interactive video thing. Yeah, let's totally call it you know furry fantasy. No. <laughs> that's pretty much you have in those vi- the visual novels that don't come over from Japan. Yeah, I'm sure they've done it. I'm it sure like there's something like those. that. We get into the cesspool. <laughs> All right, who's next? Um, please tell me you guys have more because my list is like just getting started. Well, I wasn't going to be able to hang out that long. Well, then, do you have another one, Matt? No, I was saying that's it, you know. But once you go through it, hit them up, bam, bam, bam. Well, Barrett, do you have a long list left? Uh, I mean, yeah, I have things. Uh, all right, all right. I'll go with one more. One more because I, I do feel very strongly about it. Metroid Prime. Yes. That's what it's called. That's the so, one. Like, when it went to, like, 3D or whatever, and it was, like, a first-person shooter. I can take that's that different off. though because that's a sub series, isn't it? It's still Metroid. Well, it's still it's Metroid, Metroid, but it's also the mainline series because they just never went back to 2D. Like, yeah, they did. Metroid Dread just came out on Friday. Oh, well, did. okay. It's yeah, just, I haven't played that one yet, so I can't comment on that. They've done some 2D, 2D ones since, but. I don't know. I don't consider Metroid Prime to be, to be the part of the main series. I consider it to be an offshoot. Here's, here's the thing, Ben. It doesn't matter if it's part of the main series or not. If it destroyed the series for you, that makes it. The okay, bad. I get you. Okay. okay. Well, I guess then, yeah. In that sense, it did destroy it because I don't know. I mean, I might get the new one, Dredge, but I'm really hesitant. Just after all the Prime bullshit. I've heard good reviews uh, that it's you know back to back to form. Okay, okay. Yeah. Which is what I'm looking for. I just want another 2D game. I don't care about. Like, I I played a little bit of Prime, and I was like, I might as well just play Halo because it's the same. Yeah. Yeah. So well, Metroid, Metroid Subprime. Subprime. <laughs> Metroid. Actually, I, I, I actually, I love Metroid Prime. I, I, I know I loved the old ones back in the day too, but but uh, that one, uh, yeah, I loved it. Sorry. Yeah, the series Super Metroid was where the series peaked, and then after that, it was just a quick 
quick downfall. And Prime was what buried it. Trying to think of how many there are. So there's Zero Mission, which is a remake of the first one. Then there's the second game, which then got remade recently at Samus Returns on 3DS. There's Super Metroid. There's Metroid Fusion. There's Metroid Prime 1, 2, and 3. Um, there's uh, Then there's one on, uh, I believe, we. Here's the thing, though. When they announced Dread, they called it Metroid 5. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, Nintendo doesn't even include Prime as part of the reg, as part of the main series. They consider Prime to be its own series. Well, yeah, because Prime. Has, no, that's, has that's three. They have a different developer, I guess. So you know that has something to do with it, I guess. Well, it's also like we're we're back to the the argument we were just having about Resident Evil, where Resident Evil, if they took Resident Evil Four and just made it into a different series and kept the numbered games as being the same style, and that's what they're doing with Metroid. Metroid Five is Dread. It's not Prime, or Prime Two, is not Metroid Five. Metroid Five. That's is that's, Dread. that's fine. That's all good. It's good that they did that. Um, it, it you know it's still. There, there's people that that would benefit from from having knowing that there's a difference between the two. Mm. Um, then there's also people who would still just it's part you know it's, it's got the name they're going to go get it and that's where their hearts can be broken. Uh, oh yeah. So you you're, it's, it's basically you can't win. You're damned if you do, damned if you don't. I mean, they even did it with that other M. People yeah. don't like. I never even played that. I heard people don't like it. And yeah. then they did Metroid Pinball. <laughs> which is like what sonic doing it wasn't enough for you you're gonna go and <laughs> get on this too you know <laughs> at least nintendo didn't make it mario pinball oh wait a minute i think there is a mario pinball that i think about it but oh it probably is it's a mario everything let's go <laughs> yeah they're cool. they're taking my balls <laughs> <laughs> all right so I'm gonna, I'm gonna... go ahead sorry when you're playing the game, you're like one of them is just the princess with her mouth open, and you're trying to get Mario's ball in there. Okay, so yeah, oh, that's great. <laughs> Make it happen. What's going on? I want to I want to throw one out before Matt leaves, um, and just I, I just want to mention this one really quick, and then I've got two that kind of go together. Um, so so I just wanted to mention Twisted Metal three. It changed developers, basically. That was a big problem with it. And even after that, I don't think the, the series ever got back to how 2 played. And they all just kind of sucked after that. Um, so, and I, I hopefully, I know Matt doesn't like Twisted Metal 3 really either. So I thought I'd throw that out while he's still around. In case you want yeah. Matt, do you want to say anything quick on it? No, that's, that's, I agree. Now, I, I, I liked Twisted Metal Black. Um, and uh, I want to check out the uh, the remake. Um, we were going to probably check that out and try playing that. Um, yeah, we could do that. Because some of the same people made it. Of course, some of the same people made Twisted Metal Black. You probably won't like that much because it's supposed to probably be a little bit like Twisted Metal Black. But yeah, I'm 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 totally want to check it out. We'll do that now. The one that that I want to mention that's kind of too similar is because they're two massive massive names 
and they're both on the same system and they both killed themselves on the same system. That would be Super Mario 64 and Zelda Ocarina of Time. I can't stand either of those games. And you could probably notice that they're both the introduction into the 3D world. Uh, the same game engine. Oh, see, there you go. And Super Mario 64, I mean, was just, it, it, it felt too, I guess, kind of kiddish and, and too open. Zelda was even worse because you had such a big world and all you're doing is running across it. And I, I just couldn't take it. Yeah, I I liked the 64 Mario and Zelda game. Uh, speaking of, I don't know when this news came out, but we're going to do a little bit of news here. They are they, uh, Nintendo Online has released the information about the expansion pack. Now, this is... So you hear the name's expansion pack, and you think it's not going to cost as much as the full thing because it's just an expansion pack. This expansion pack allows you to play Nintendo 64 and Sega Genesis games on your Nintendo Switch, just like you could play now NES and Super NES games. Mm-hmm. How much more do you think this expansion pack is versus a regular subscription to, to, to Nintendo Online? 100 bucks expansion pack. You're pretty darn close. It's $50. To get a regular subscription along with the expansion pack when it's normally $20 for the regular subscription. So they're charging you $30 for a quote-unquote expansion pack. But dude, you can play GoldenEye. They don't have GoldenEye. Then dude, you can't. Yeah, it's, <laughs> oh, it's, 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 they're curated titles. You don't get to just play any N64 game. Uh. Nintendo, actually, Nintendo, Nintendo 64 doesn't have that huge of a lineup of a, of a ca- uh, catalog compared to other systems at the time. There's only like yeah. 300 some games. Which, which is kind of good for it um, because you know if you look at it versus PlayStation, PlayStation has a massive lineup of games. Problem well, is, you always have that balance of good games to bad games. The less games you have, I think it's easier to find the good games when versus being oversaturated. I don't remember if this is one of our conversations or if I was listening to somebody else talk about this, but they were saying that with PlayStation versus N64, because there's only a select, like there's only so many N64 games and there's a ton of PlayStation games, you can meet people who have had an N64 and they would probably have played the same games you did. But if you Mm -hmm. talk to somebody who had a PlayStation, you might find that they never played any of the games you did and you never played any of the games they did. Yeah. I don't doubt it. Yeah, because there was yeah. thousands. There was over. I think there was like thousands of games for PlayStation. Oh yeah, yeah. There, there was a ton. Versus three hundred for N sixty four. You don't think? Oh, I had N sixty four. Did you have Mario? Yup. Did you have Zelda? Yup. Did you have you know uh, Pilot Wings? No, I didn't have that one. Like okay, well that's the one that I had that you didn't or whatever. And like with the PlayStation, it's like did you play Resident Evil? Nope. Did you play Tomb Raider? Nope. <laughs> Unless you're that the person that downloads the whole um, torrent of all the games. It's like, do you have this? Yep. Have you played it? Not a chance. Nope. <laughs> it's like, I never played Spyro the Dragon until I was older. Mm-hmm. But my cousins loved Spyro the Dragon. But, you know, I, I played Twisted Metal, and they didn't play Twisted Metal. You know, it's like, it's... And that was one of the cool. That it was one of the cool things about the PlayStation was the fact that they did have like in PlayStation Two, 
uh, of course, the same thing where there were just so many games that literally you could have people who have a PlayStation 2 and all they play are the Dance Dance Revolution games. That's all they have it for. <laughs> I actually know people like that. <laughs> I, I, I dated a girl and she was doing the Dance Dance Revolution and she, um, big boobs, and she's like, you're enjoying me doing this too much. Like, too much. I got to stop. I'm like, why? But... You're bouncing around. Keep going. I'm sorry. Call me crazy, but I think Dance Dance is actually pretty fun. I enjoyed it. So. I used to see people doing it in the arcades and stuff, yeah. too. It's like it's, yeah. it's impressive, some of the stuff that they do. I mean, some of those moves, you have to be, like, super fast. Mm. So I give people props that are actually really good at it. Yeah, um, I never got into that one, but I did play, like, the Guitar Hero and Rock Band. Yeah. And all. That's ridiculous to me, seriously. The Guitar Hero and stuff that... Uh, just just get a guitar. You can pretty much get a guitar for the cost of Guitar Hero and learn how to play guitar rather than hitting three buttons. And, and it's and, so different. It's it's really like dance dance on on your your fingers is all. It's exactly what it is. It's exactly the same game. It's it's you know you're just changing. So you're using your uh, feet. You're using your hands. Then again, like even with Rock Band, they had the drumming thing. And that was the same thing too. So now you're hitting pads. And so once again, instead of using your feet, you're using your well, hands. I, I I don't see now I haven't done rock band, but I have a feeling with a drum pad you actually can learn something about drums. But that, that and also um the singing part, you actually had to keep keep it in key. Yeah, just like mm-hmm. car, uh, karaoke revolution. Which that's awesome. what it was. It was karaoke revolution um combined with guitar hero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what, what what rock band was. Yeah, the guitar part wasn't really as much as the singing and the drumming, but I could imagine how somebody who doesn't know how to play guitar be feeling like a rock god out of that. And it's like, I get it. It's cool. You ever see the, the, the episode of South Park where they, they make fun of rock band? No. Oh, it's, oh yeah. yeah. yeah like, the, the kids are playing, like, Guitar Hero, and all of a sudden, like, a record producer who just happens to be running by the house, basically it's the same story about how Zack Attack got signed on Saved by the Bell. Um, he, he hears them playing Guitar Hero and hires them to be professional musicians, and all they do is Guitar Hero. And they kept they keep showing them playing, and then they take the music away just so you can hear the plastic clacking to show how fake it is. Do you remember? I don't know if you remember this, Matt, but we had talked about actually um, miking like a TV on a set on, on one of our sets to um, play the Ocarina from Ocarina of Time. Because of the fact that you could pl- you could use a controller to play like all the notes and the chromatic scale on it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh yeah, I, I remember reading like what was each note and then trying to play songs that I knew. But yeah. like you got to move your hand around so much, it's a hard thing to play. Oh yeah, yeah, it'd be impressive to see someone play that thing with with just so much skill. Mm. And then you got to make sure that you don't play something that plays the notes that starts up one of the songs in the game. True. That's that would be a bad thing too. It's like, dude, dude, dude. oh no, he's playing this on good time. No. <laughs> All right. So why don't we do this? Um, because we're getting low on time. I do have one that I want to talk about that's that um is actually I, I want to throw this out there for mainly for you, Ben. Um, just so you know that my disdain is not as strong as you think it is for this this series. But I do have a whole bunch more that I just want to list really quick, and then we can go around if anyone wants to list any really quick, and then we'll finish it up on this one. Um, so I'm going to throw out some other ones that that ruined series for me. Uh, Dragon Quest 2, Silent Hill 2, 
the Castlevania PlayStation 3 reboot and Castlevania 3, Halo 2, and Red Faction 2. You didn't like Castlevania 3, did you say? I do not like Castlevania 3. I still haven't beat that. I do think it's fun, though. All right, so do anyone else have anyone that they want to throw out really quick? Nope. No. Dude, I am racking my brain here. I know there's at least one series that's also one where I played every single one until I got the one and just said, you know what, this sucks. But all I can think of right now is that last episode of uh, House of Cards. Right, Have you seen so House of Cards, the series? The okay. last season of House of Cards is the biggest fall I've ever seen in quality on a television show. Um, but as for a game, I can't. Uh, I know there's another one. I know it. I was a kid, and that's why I can't remember. But when I was a kid, there was a series that I played where I got to one of them, and it ruined it all for me. And I can't remember what it is right now. It might have been Ninja Gaiden 3. Because I like the first two. But I don't think I ever got into the third one. Well, I'm going to throw out my one. Um, just because this is kind of for you, Ben. Um, so you know that it's not as bad as it seems. Um, my last one to mention, Mortal Kombat 3. I, when Mortal Kombat came out, I, you know, it was, it was interesting because it was different. Uh, I think Mortal Kombat 2 was actually pretty good. Everybody kind of feels that Mortal Kombat 2 was like the best one. But yeah. Yeah, I won't say least. universal, but most people that I've talked to, they, they think 2 is the best one. <sighs> 3 is just, just <sighs> absolutely horrible. And it, and it mainly played on Super NES where it, like, studies how you play so it's like you, the first guy is so easy that you could beat him blindfolded drunk and take him dump on the, the toilet at the time <laughs> then the second one learns all the moves you do and just you you, you, can't, you don't even have a chance so it's like you beat the beat the guy lose the next one continue on that next guy they're all of a sudden easy beat them again lose on the next one and keep doing that until you get to the end and I think that the run button was just absolute garbage idea. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I didn't. I, I couldn't even get into Mortal Kombat three. It, and the thing is, like, it was one of those things. Like, I felt like I was supposed to really like this. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm supposed to like this. Why am Why am I not liking this? And it would drive me nuts. And then they came out with the ultimate, and then I still couldn't get into it. And my cousins were into it, and they're like, "Oh, dude, the new Mortal Kombat's great." And I'm like, "Eh." Not really. I kind of like two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine like you get these series that go on for all these years. They just released like Mortal Kombat 11, and they've sold so many titles. And it's like, yeah, the majority of your audience still thinks you're you kind of reached the peak, the pinnacle at, at two. <laughs> <laughs> so and um, I just I just lost my train of thought here. And then you well, go to the same thing and you go to Ubisoft and it's like, yeah, you're releasing another Assassin's Creed game. It's like, yeah, when you hit Brotherhood, which was the third game, um, that you, you reached the, the pinnacle. You kind of hit it. <laughs> Anything after Brotherhood, not as good. Not as good. 
if you're looking for a good Assassin's Creed game, just play Assassin's Creed either 2 or Brotherhood. The, the, the 2 and Brotherhood, and then there's Revelations. It's all the same character through three different parts. Revelations kind of sucks, but Brotherhood is awesome. That's like my favorite Assassin's Creed game. Except for 4, maybe, because 4's got the ships. I forgot about 4. Okay, oh, yeah, so was that four, Black Flag? What's that? Was that? That was called Black Flag, right? Yeah, Black Flag is awesome because of the boat. You, you, like it, if you're like me and you love upgrading shit and you upgrade your boat all the way and you're like oh, the thing's a killer <laughs> I'm okay, like, oh. okay. at first you're like oh no i gotta take this fort out i don't know if i'm gonna make it towards the end of the game you're like i'm gonna dig another fort out is there any more forts left i want to dig another fort those things are easy come on is there another fort <laughs> Ooh, I'm I'm ready, guys you're ready yep uh, I think it's time to call it. All right, take it easy, Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I should probably go too. Oh, by the way, um, let me. I'm gonna stop recording now. I have a question, a really quick question for you, Barrett. Oh, okay. What's up? All right, hold on. Let me stop recording.